On Shabbos, we read the Aseris Adibras, the Ten Commandments that were given to Klal Yisrael and Har Sinai. The fourth one is Zohar Esyoyim HaShabbos Lekachai, our mandate to remember to sanctify the Shabbos. There's a fascinating Gemara in Sechtas Beitza. Amr Lo Yekadosh Baruch Hashem told Moshe, Matana Toive Yeishli Beveiz Genozai. I have this wonderful and precious gift in my treasure house, the Shabbos It's the gift of Shabbos, and I'd like to give it to the Jewish people. Leich v'hoidia. Go and inform them. Let Klal Yisrael know that I'm giving them my most beloved, my most cherished item I have in my vault. As the Sedur Shal Shabbos, the grammar is inaccurate. Hashem said, I have a matana toiva. It's a gift for the recipient, Klal Yisrael. But for Hashem, it's just an item that he has in his vault. If I have an item sitting in my closet for 20 years, and then I decide to give it to you, I'll say, I have an object, and I'm gifting it to you. So Hashem should have said, Chifetz toiva, yeshli beveiz genozai. Not matana toiva. Says the Sedur Shal Shabbos. There's a famous medrash that says that Moshe Rabbeinu approached Parah in Mitzrayim and he told him, the Jews are working seven days a week and they'll get worn out. Give them one day off and they'll be more productive in the other six days. They'll produce more in six days than what they're producing now in seven days. And Parah asks Moshe, which day do you suggest I give them off? And Moshe says, how about the seventh day? And Parah agrees. So what did the Yidden do on Shabbos? They could have rested from all the back-breaking labor they endured all week. But says the Medrash that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote Sfarim and Amunah and Betachen. And that's what they were Isaac in a whole Shabbos. They started from those Sfarim a whole Shabbos. So now Hashem says to Moshe, Klal Yisrael in Mitzrayim gave me a gift. Which gift? The gift of Shabbos. If they would have rested all day, nobody would have blamed them. But instead, they gave me a tremendous gift. They devoted the day of Shabbos to strengthening their faith and trust in me. They learned about Godless Hashem. So now, Leich V'hoidiyah, go tell Klal Yisrael that I'm giving them back that gift with interest added on. Not only will they get a Shabbos that's filled with spirituality, but I'm adding on a Lechem aspect as well. A Shabbos enjoyment for the Guf as well. The Cholent and the Herring, and a day filled with Shalom V'shalva, inner peace and tranquility. What a beautiful idea from the Sedura Shal Shabbos. And speaking of the greatness and the holiness of Shabbos, I'd like to share with you an incredible story that took place about 30 years ago. A Rav was invited to Miami to give a speech on the life and accomplishments of the Chafetz Chaim. He gets up there and he says, The Chafetz Chaim lived a humble life as a shopkeeper in Raden, yet was recognized throughout the world as a great Talmud Chacham and a Tzaddik. Then he said, Let me tell you a story about the Chafetz Chaim. And in mid-sentence he hesitated. I only know part of the story. So he's standing there at the podium. He thinks for a moment and he says, You know what? I'll tell it anyway. Even a partial story about the Chafetz Chaim could have a meaningful message. So he says, They once caught a young bacher, a teenager, in the Chafetz Chaim's yeshiva who was smoking a cigarette on Shabbos. Everyone was appalled at the Chil Shabbos that took place in the yeshiva. The Rebbeim and the Anhala felt that the boy should be expelled. But they first went to consult with the Chafetz Chaim. And the Chafetz Chaim asked that the boy be brought to his home. At that point, the Rav giving the speech says, I don't know what the Chafetz Chaim said to the boy. I only know that they were together for a few minutes and I'm told that the boy never desecrated the Shabbos again.
I would give anything to know what the Chafetz Chaim said to the boy. How wonderful it would be if we could relay that message, whatever it was, to others in order to encourage them in their observance of Shabbos. The Rav then continued with his lecture, and after the lecture, the hall emptied out except for one elderly man who remained in his seat alone in his thoughts. From a distance it seemed that he was trembling and crying. The Rav walks over to the elderly man. Is everything all right? Still looking down, he asks, Rabbi, where did you hear that story of the cigarette on Shabbos? And the Rav says, I really don't know. I heard it a while ago. I don't even remember who told it to me. The man looks up at the Rav and he says, I was that boy. Let's go outside and I'll tell you the rest of the story. He tells the Rav, this incident occurred in the 1920s when the Chafetz Chaim was in his 80s. They told me that the Chafetz Chaim wants to see me and I was terrified to have to go into his house and face him. But I must adopt the courage to go to his home. I looked around with disbelief at the poverty in which he lived. It was unimaginable that a man of his stature would be satisfied to live in such surroundings. Suddenly the Chafetz Chaim came into the room where I was waiting. He was remarkably short. I remember that he only came up to my shoulders. He sat me down and took my hand and placed it tenderly in both of his hands. He brought my hand up to his face. And when I looked into his holy face, his eyes were filled with tears. He then said to me in a hushed voice full of pain, Shabbos. And he started to cry. He was still holding my hand in his hands. And while he was crying, he repeated with astonishment, Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh. My heart started pounding and I became more frightened than I had ever been before. I thought I'll never make it out of there. Tears streamed down his face and one of them rolled onto my hand. I thought it would bore a hole right through my skin. When I think of that tear today, I can still feel its heat. He showed the Rav the spot where the tear fell. I can't describe how awful I felt to know that I had made the great Saudi cry. It was not tears of anger, but rather sad and fearful. He seemed frightened at the consequences of my actions. Throughout my life, any time I look at my hand, I see that invisible scar, created by the precious tear of the Chafetz Chaim. It served as my reminder to never be Mechal Shabbos for the rest of my life. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.